0: Welcome back, everybody, to another fantastic, amazing episode of the Only Film Fans podcast. My name is Trace. I am joined today by Peter Two and by Peter Three. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, I gave you Peter Two because that was uh, Toby McGuire.
1: Uh, nice.
0: I, oh, nice. I, I know that
2: you love Toby
0: <laughs> and uh, Spider Man Two, so I gave you Toby McGuire.
2: I'll take it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I actually, uh, well, actually, I worked at a movie theater when Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out, and that was back when I had shorter hair, and a lot of the customers said I looked like Andrew Garfield, so hey, you know, I'll take it.
0: Wow, okay. <laughs> I'd like to see that picture. <laughs> so, oh, what are we familiar. talking about today? Are we talking about the disappointment of No Way Home? Yeah, disappointment. <laughs> No, there's no disappointment. We're talking about the glory <laughs> of No Way Home.
1: <laughs> you know, this is a movie that like after I watched it, I really didn't feel like I watched it. I feel like I have to watch it like four times minimum just because it just it doesn't feel real. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, it doesn't feel like I a real movie.
2: Also there's no fucking way. I was like, there's no fucking way I'm watching what I'm watching right
0: now. Yeah, I was getting goosebumps multiple times throughout the movie, even on my second viewing of seeing it. I watched it again last night and I didn't get as many scenes where I had goosebumps because I already knew. But the first scene uh, the first time I saw it, there multiple times I had goosebumps and I didn't cry, but I did have tears in my eyes in certain parts of the movie.
1: Nice. I came close like four times. Oh, it definitely happened for me. So <laughs> I definitely cried. <laughs> what
0: What was the biggest tearjerker for you?
1: Uh, it's gotta be the Aunt May scene, and I thought that was the best scene in the whole movie. Like genuinely, the best scene in the whole film. Man, that rocked me. It really did, and I I just I could stop like I could stop crying. Uh, when the portal scene happened, I cried tears of joy. I I I collapsed like I like those stupid Marvel people. I I did it. Everyone else did it in my theater, and I was just like, I cried. And <laughs> Maddie had to look over at me like, Brad, you all right? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, actually, I
2: do want to talk about the theater experience briefly before we get more into specific pop points because I don't know about you guys, but my like Endgame has always been like my favorite theater experience, but this rivaled Endgame. I think my theater cheered more for this than for Endgame. Honestly, like my theater cheered no exaggeration, at least fifteen times. I do not it was a It was to the point where people were annoyed by cheering because it was part or some of the dialogue.
1: Yeah, my my theater kind of went pretty hype. And I saw this at a very small independent theater because a lot of theaters around me are like very small independent, like non-chain theaters. So it was actually really cool to see like this theater really doing well. And just just seeing it just packed out to the brim. And you just realize like what kind of movie this has become. Just the hype was just so unreal in my theater. Um, People went pretty hype. I'd say throughout, probably more in your guys' theaters, but yeah, I, I definitely felt the excitement.
0: So the first showing that I went to, okay, so right off the bat, Endgame was still a better theater experience with the crowd for me, but this definitely is a good, you know, second. And the theater experience in the in the first showing was awesome. People were clapping, cheering. I think I only like was started clapping like one time because usually I can contain myself like even when I watch sports I don't get up and yell and stuff like that I can contain myself and just kind of spread joy on the inside but even though the theater experience as a whole was really good my movie watching experience was terrible I was actually extremely annoyed Uh, I don't know if you guys want to hear about that now or later but I have a lot to say about the dick that was sitting next to me go for it Yeah, go
2: ahead.
0: All right. So I went and saw it alone, and I had my aisle seat. I love the aisle seat. And right next to me was he was probably like 14, and he was um, him and his brother were together. The 14-year-old right next to me was good, but it was his older brother who was around 17 who was the the problem. And we've talked about before about how – all three of us really have no problem telling someone to shut the hell up and stuff like that. Like we're watching a movie. This is my most anticipated movie of the year. And I've said a lot more for a lot less. And, but I didn't say anything this time because throughout the whole movie, it's okay. If you're clapping and cheering, that's what everyone's doing, but it's different when you're doing it in inappropriate times. And when you're making comments at inappropriate times and that's when it becomes annoying is when you're the only one in the theater doing it and you're not taking the hint that that's not an appropriate time to say that sort of comment. And the only reason I didn't say anything is because the little brother who was 14 throughout the whole movie was telling his brother to shut up because he was getting annoyed and he was actually to the point of punching him and i could hear how hard he was hitting them and it was actually pretty hard like he was putting some weight into punching his brother to get him to be quiet because he wanted to enjoy the movie and the brother would not stop even with getting punched he just wouldn't stop like you would think okay i'm getting i'm i'm annoying my brother i'm annoying people around me he's punching me now i should shut up so i figured that if this guy is going to keep going even with getting punched as hard as it sounds like he's getting hard me saying something's not going to stop him. So I ultimately ended up not saying anything just because I figured that. Do you guys think I made the right choice or no?
2: I think you should have punched him too.
0: (laughs) Well, then now we're getting... I know I look young, but I'm not young. Now we're getting into like child endangerment and stuff like that. I thought that, dude.
2: No jury would can be, man. Good Lord. The best way that
0: I... The best way I described this to my mom when I got home... Is like, you know, people that do, I'm not like hating anyone that does reaction videos. That's just not my thing. I don't like watching them. I don't like, I don't have any interest in ever doing them um, other than like what we did, but we also did a discussion afterwards. And we also didn't like jump around and do circles and jumping jacks during scenes of a trailer. Cause that's just not how people react in real life when they're by themselves watching a trailer. So anyway, the point I'm making is I think he was only acting like that to get a rise out of his brother. And to try and get a rise out of a stranger. I think I think that if he was watching it by himself like I was, he wouldn't have acted like that.
1: No, I agree with you. I had a lady in our theater do the same exact thing, but it didn't happen until like later in the movie. And I, I, she was really annoying. I mean, she was trying to be loud as she possibly could. Luckily, she was like all the way down. So to me, it wasn't as bad. But it was still really annoying just being like, yeah, you tell him Spider-Man, like just the entire time. And, and, and she was trying to get loud. And then I yeah. yelled. I was like, shut up. And then she just didn't say anything. So I, I mean, Wait, you did. But, you did. Your <laughs> dude, I do. I was mad. I was like, all right, this lady's getting pretty but annoying. I like, no, I just I don't shut like the when fuck it, up, dude. I, I try not to show my very angry side, but like, honest to God, I can get pretty angry. Like I, I, and I just don't care when I get like emotional and angry. Like that's like when I'm on my A game, like if you ever guys notice when I do my movie reviews and I'm angry, my reviews just come out better. So, you know, when I was at young that lady, it was, it was pretty annoying. Like there was people in our theater that just had their cell phones on and like, the, like, just their phone would turn on. You're just like, come on. Like it's Spider-Man. Like you just turn off your goddamn phone in general. Like now my second experience last night was just
0: a little bit different. There was not a lot of cheering, which kind of surprised me. There's cheering when Andrew showed up. Yes. But uh, that was pretty much it. Like the, and also when the three Spider-Man are running at the same time, those were the only two scenes that got like any sort of applause in my theater. Um, which was a little shocking to me i thought there'd be more something really cute happened was i didn't see the little kid but i could hear him he was right behind me and when doc Ock came on the bridge he must have said it to his dad and he was like he was like wait who is that and he just said it in such like a little kid voice and it was just actually kind of cute It made me <laughs> chuckle but um and then at Aww, the end poor
2: kid he didn't have the full experience <laughs>
0: Yeah. And then at the end, when Spider-Man Tom Holland is beating up uh, the Green Goblin, it's a very emotional, intense scene. And there's a part of it when, like, you know, Toby jumps into frame and like the music kind of dies out and they're looking at each other. So it's really quiet. And someone started snoring and they weren't faking it like they were actually asleep. And the person in the row ahead of me was um, they didn't say it to, like, be super loud, but they said, how the heck is someone sleeping (laughs) That's yeah. That's
2: ridiculous.
0: I mean, it was kind of funny. It was a little funny, but yeah, I don't know how he must have fallen. It's probably a boomer. Movie.
2: It probably was. It was.
1: It's probably some Scott fan, yeah. So I want to ask you guys about um, uh, people leaving for the post credits. I actually had a lot of people in my theater leaving. Yeah. Like me too. Like. Like, not even for the mid-credit. Like, they just flat-out just left right when the movie ended. It was, like, a shit-ton of people. And I'm thinking, like, how? Like, I went to the earliest 4 o'clock showing. It was packed.
2: I, y'all, I went to the nearest bar I was over, you know? I was like, Jesus Christ, how sad, you know?
0: Yeah, there's always going to be people that leave. Either older people that are like, oh, it's been two and a half hours. I got to get the heck out of here. I got to pee. There's always going to be old people. There's always going to be... Even people our age that just, like, really aren't into comic book movies like we are and just kind of don't care. Oh, I'll look it up when I go home. I don't need to see Venom.
1: With with something like this, though, like, with, like, I can get the other Marvel movies, but, like, this one was just so hyped to the roof. And, like, when I got there, people were lining up the door for this movie. I mean... I think people were only really hyped to see it just because like it's Spider-Man and they knew it was going to be awesome. Like if this was just another Marvel movie, I don't, I don't think it would be like this to be honest with you. That's why I was like kind of shocked. Like, I feel like you kind of have to know the mojo at this point. Like, I mean, I get old people, but I don't know anybody else. I was like really shocked to be honest with you. They had their Spider-Man gear on. They had a Marvel outfit and then they still left. It was like, okay, I don't know.
2: They're just so pumped that they kind
1: of got. They were like, oh my God, we to talk about this. They kind of just
2: left. I guess. Now, let's jump into
0: stuff that we expected to see and stuff that was unexpected to see.
2: Well, one thing yeah, that was definitely unexpected, because like, this was actually the very prior in the movie. The first time I audio acted, and it was probably like ten minutes in. Was Daredevil showed up, which is something I was talked about, but I didn't think he would actually show, especially so early. But Daredevil was in there. I was like, "Oh shit, that's pretty fucking crazy."
1: Yeah, that scene was pretty cool. Um, I I am just like so fed up with social media, where guys like us, we are like all on social doing our movie reviews, doing our channels, interactive community, and people just cannot stop spoiling stuff. And so the Daredevil thing just literally did not come as a surprise. It was awesome, but it was just like people just are nonstop. Like they literally people went out of their way to find the rumors that he was in it. And then the set, the, the photos leaked of it. And I was just sitting there like, that was a lot of this movie for me. And that one of them where I was just like, I knew when that scene's coming, I was like, all right, dude, I was going to show up. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I was lucky I'd see the
2: photos.
0: Yeah, I expected him to show up, but it was unexpected for how little he was in the movie. He was in it for like 30 seconds. I, I thought yeah. that maybe he would be in it a little bit more, um, but maybe in the future we'll get more of him. I mean, I don't think that Kevin Feige would bring him in for 30 seconds and then be done. So I think that we are gonna get more of him. It's just a matter of what movie are they gonna place him in. Or is he gonna get his own?
1: Or a new show. Or a new show. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought the Daredevil scene was actually like really cool and like how he like catches the brick and he's just like, I'm a really good lawyer, you know? Like that that scene that scene was pretty cool. Um yeah, I I, I feel like what Marvel does that like really pisses me off lately is like, they'll just announce out of nowhere. Oh yeah. Um, if daredevil were to ever show up, you know, he's going to be our new daredevil, Charlie Cox. I'm like, okay, now that you're saying that, that means he's going to show up in the next movie. Like, and this isn't even like people saying it, this is like Marvel and Sony doing this stuff. They did the same thing with venom in the last movie. Like, oh yeah, Spider-Man, and Venom are going to team up. I was like, okay, so it's going to be the post-credit scene. Then he's going to, it's going to connect to Spider-Man. I'm so sick of them doing this shit. It's honestly aggravating. And it's not even like rumors. It's just like a press release of like Kevin Feige flat out saying it or whoever from Marvel. Like, don't be like, oh yeah, Charlie Cox is gonna, is gonna is gonna be the, he's gonna be our daredevil. It's like, oh, I wonder why you're saying that five days before Spider-Man comes out. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too smart for this shit. I don't know. <laughs>
0: so, Brad, you expected to see Daredevil, but what was unexpected for you in the movie that just made you like, wow, they did that? Or, wow, that happened?
1: Um. So, I think I probably could say this for everybody, but Aunt May's death um, was very unexpected. But to me, what was even more unexpected is because Green Goblin obviously killed her. And that whole scene was shocking, but... Then it was becoming more unexpected. The fact of, I had said this, I have always said this in the beginning about how people have always hated the Spider-Man, Tony Stark suit kind of thing. And I was trying to tell people, this is the arc of this character. But then when you finish the movie, I kind of realized that this was kind of his origin story of trying to be out of the shadows of Tony Stark, of being a high schooler and now becoming full-time spider-man as we see at the end of the movie and that to me was like you know his uncle ben you know because uncle ben never exists in this universe like aunt may is just like a single hot aunt right so it was kind of interesting that they've slowly been building this because i've always thought that this aunt may was always a very well-written character and i always liked her like chemistry together with peter and how they've Did it a little bit differently than the other Aunt Mays that we've seen. And so it actually made the scene hit a lot harder because, like, I even loved that she was ready to take on Goblin and she had, like, the fucking, whatever, the fucking bat with her or something ready to go at him. Like, it made this scene even more powerful and it kind of just kind of showcased what this trilogy was really about. And that was very unexpected. And so when you finish the movie, it made it made the movie even much better. And that's why I really loved the movie, because it was more than just fan service. It it was more about this Tom Holland Peter. I really didn't expect how emotional this movie really got. And that was great. And she said the line, too. Yeah. And it, it didn't feel cheesy. It, it didn't yeah, feel it like it we was... Were- i didn't expect it i was like wow that actually was actually worked so one of the other things i thought was very uh, unexpected um so we've always kind of talked about the story right um and i always had my theories we all did but i was actually really unexpected where they took the story um because they didn't really show it for like any of the trailers and i to me i i really liked it because it combined the fan service but it also combined the fact that like trying to cure these villains and it kind of goes into the whole ideology of why we love Spider-Man because he doesn't actually try to kill any of them. He's, he's actually trying to help them. And it kind of goes back to, if you watch all the other movies, he's always having a conversation with them before they die or, you know, because he's legitimately trying to save them. And it's always been part of what Spider-Man's been all about. And I thought the story just worked for the fans, but it also worked for this version of Tom Holland and because I think for all of us, we were trying to figure out, well, what, why would he even do this? Why is he trying to save them? And it kind of made sense to give them a second chance. I think it's a good message for kids and other people watching this movie, too. And like, they didn't have to go this hard on the story here. It could have just been all the villains just come out and they just want to take over New York City. And then the Spider-Man team up to fight them, you know. But it was a lot different than that. And it seemed like there was a lot of effort that was put into the story even though this movie had so many rewrites, I was impressed.
2: One thing that was really unexpected for me was just how much Toby and Andrew were actually in the movie. I thought for sure they weren't going to show up until the last like 15 minutes, but they were like main characters. They were there for like what happened on time, maybe.
0: Yeah. Along with Aunt May dying, that was unexpected. I don't want to harp on that because Brad already did. Um, them being in the movie toby and andrew being in the movie more than i thought they would that was also unexpected for me and i'm trying to think if there was anything else i was like super unexpected i mean dr strange i really did believe there was something going on with him i i truly thought that he was evil or just something's going on and I was wrong I mean I think that the trailer now thinking back the trailer may have done that on purpose but when you're watching the movie it really does play out that he's annoyed he doesn't want Wong to find out so he's trying to fix everything very quickly Peter's not really listening to him so so it it played out perfectly I think but I was wrong about Doctor Strange. I thought that he was also going to be in some way, shape or form, some type of threat and villain to Spider-Man.
2: Get in the next movie.
1: Yes. Yep. I think they were trying to hide the whole arc of like Peter because that would have kind of like, you know, like ruined the movie. Because if you notice in like, because when I was rewatching all the movies, one things that I've always really liked about this version of Tom Holland Spider-Man is that he makes a lot of mistakes and a, and a lot like a crap ton. And to be honest, it made him like a really interesting character. I know people always harp on him, but like, I don't know, like I really think that he's probably one of the most interesting characters, like Spider-Man because I don't know, he's very relatable in how he makes these mistakes and you get where his heart is at, but Like even in homecoming where, you know, he screwed up the boat and he's making a mess and Tony comes in or far from home. Like every movie he's always made some mistakes, but I never, any point I was like, why are you doing this? Like I always get where he's coming from. And I literally liked in this movie about how he was trying to get his friends into college and how he, he he screwed over everybody else, you know, like, I don't know. I really, i I really like that about him i and i like where they they took this character you know
0: all right uh what's the next topic that we're gonna dive into
1: But we do the ending
0: the ending okay
1: all right um i was yeah let's just do the ending We'll, well i guess we'll just hop around okay
2: let's talk about the final battle first
0: the final battle okay um what specifically about the final battle? Because there's a there's a lot in there.
2: Well, yeah. Well there was one thing I wanted to talk about specifically, which was um, yeah, like Tom Holland is like being the shit out of the goblin, which was awesome. Um that was, that was awesome. Like, but then like he was actually about to fucking stab them, which I thought was pretty crazy. Like in his mind, he dead ass was about to fight, like, holy shit, you don't get to see Spider-Man do that too often, and then Toby stops him. But I I should be not okay when Cause like he's stopping him, it was such a great moment. Like he's not gonna let him go that far and shit. But then he gets fucking stabbed. Dude, that was the most physical reaction I've ever had to anything in a movie, I think. Honestly. Because I was kind of like leaning forward. When he got stabbed, I like shot back and straight up. Like my mouth was as open as it can possibly be. I think I gasped too, like a fucking child. I like, I cannot I was I was shook. I was fucking shook. I was like, my theater was like flipping out. It was i did it because this movie actually had balls like this movie had stakes. i i dead ass thought he was gonna die in that scene like legit like i thought they were actually gonna do it like it wasn't just like oh he'll be okay like no i thought he was fucking done but that was that was crazy i was like holy shit
1: yeah i i agree with you there i i really i i literally said fuck i like so loud in the theater like i i was like holy crap but like I even said that beforehand once he said, cause I knew he was going to get stabbed. Like it's exactly how like Harry died. You know, it's all this shit. Like we've seen it before. So when he went to go stop Toby, I'm like, when he went to go step um, Tom from like stabbing goblin, I was like, off. I said it beforehand. I already knew. I'm like, he's going to get fucking stabbed. Goblin's on the ground. People aren't paying attention. I'm like, he's going to get fucking stabbed right here. And I was like, fuck. And and I really, I really thought he was going to die i look over at maddie i'm like i swear to god if they kill him i'm gonna be fucking
2: mad <laughs> i was gonna be so
1: fucking pissed
0: <laughs> i i loved i mean everyone loved probably the the last 30 minutes of the movie but i really enjoyed the parts like leading up to right before all the villains show up and it's just conversation between tom andrew and toby talking about web shooters and talking about the villains that they fought and you know Andrew's like oh man you meant to space like you you fought an alien I just fought like a, a guy in a rhino suit like I love that just th- all three of them whenever they had a conversation together I loved it you know Andrew telling them last minute I love you guys like stuff like that I that was that I really liked that part of it and I've, I've never been a fan of Andrew as, as Spider-Man but in this I I loved him. He just totally worked. He was uh, he was the funniest out of the three, I thought. And it was just great. Now, something that kind of surprised me, one was how strong Green Goblin was. I forgot. I must have forgot how strong he actually was because he's throwing Peter through walls. And I don't remember him being that destructive to Tobey Maguire. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't seen in a while, but I don't remember him being that strong and powerful. I was a little bit surprised that, to me, it felt like Goblin was the big bad in the movie, and the trailer made it seem like Doc Ock was going to be. And I kind of feel like Green Goblin was. He was the big bad.
2: Well, yeah, I guess you're getting, Trace, in, in the original film, Spider-Man gets the shit kicked out of him in the final battle scene there. like Maybe I need to rewatch battle. it extremely fucking badly that was like one of the worst like superhero beatings of all time it was brutal so oh. i i, 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 I it, it was in line with like i felt the way he was betrayed before it was cool seeing him without a suit doing all this stuff though and his new look he looks more kind of like the ultimate look too which was nice um yeah um real quick about uh you the banter between the three i loved how it was so wholesome too like i was worried there might be like some kind of rivalry bullshit but no, like, they were actually, like, friends and shit, which was cool, which that made it so much better and so much more fun. And, like, how Toby had, like, the organic webs. Everyone's like, yo, how do you do that? Jesus Christ. And, like, Ned, he was like, yeah, I had a best friend who tried to kill me. And then he died on my arms, and Ned was, like, spooked afterwards because there was all those series that Ned would be Hobgoblin, which didn't come true. But who knows? Maybe we'll get that in a future movie now. But uh, Ned was kind of shook about that. And then Andrew saved Glenn. I'm sorry, he saved MJ because he failed to save Glenn. Which was awesome too. My theater loved that. Sony, I'm really wondering how long it's been for those characters though in the timeline because like Toby was old, so has it been like 14 years for like the Toby McGuire Spider Man? Like, he's had he been Spider Man for so long? I mean, I guess, but well, even when film,
0: Doc Ock sees Toby, he says, You're all grown up now, so
2: I guess it's been a while, yeah,
0: yeah. But something that I just that you reminded me of just now that bothered me is when they're on the rooftop, Toby, Andrew, and Tom. Uh, Toby and Andrew are telling him, you know, we need to stay because we don't want you to be bitter. We don't want you to stop pulling your punches, you know, basically just without saying it, but trying to tell him Spider Man doesn't kill, but without actually saying that. And they had this really wholesome moment. And then Tom goes and tries to kill Goblin after they literally just had a conversation about. We need to stay and help you so that you don't become how we became when we lost someone important. So did Tom just like in the heat of the moment forget? I don't know. That was a little odd to me.
2: It was like one conversation he had with these two people he just met that are versions of him. And this is the person who killed his aunt. So, I mean, yeah, I totally got it
1: yeah i did too i thought it actually made that scene really interesting because like the whole the whole game plan was to cure all the villains right in this whole big battle but then goblin doesn't show up till later and i think that i think it just kind of blew a fuse in him because then when he when goblin came in he was like kicking out everybody and and all this shit and i think like he's like all right not this time and i think when he was fighting him i think like when he was probably hitting him in the face and shit, he was like, all right, this, this is for aunt may. And then when he grabbed the glider, he was, he was, he was ready. I mean, he was ready to take him out. And I don't know. I can understand it. I I completely get it. It's because goblin isn't really like all there in the head. It's not like doc, Ock where you can somewhat get into his head because he, you know, he's just controlled by, you know, his tentacles, but in this, he goblin is just, he's him. You got to wait for him to calm down, you know, if he ever does. Um, yeah, no, I really, I really enjoyed that.
2: And Doc Ock was a sympathetic villain
1: again too, which was
2: cool. I well, like that's it. the thing.
1: Well, that's what I've always loved about these Spider-Man villains is that they're like, at, well, see, that's why Spider-Man always has like the best villains along with Batman and like because they are really interesting and then they're not just big baddies. Like they actually have like like personalities to them. They have a little bit of backstory and like Doc Ock's made sense. I mean, it made sense that like when he actually fixed him that he was actually like a good guy kind of, because that's kind of what doc was always was like, he was never about trying to take over the world. Like he's a, he's, he's a doctor, he's a scientist, you know? Um, but green goblin, he's just, he's kind of like just out of control, like, because he just wants more of that serum. And I actually really liked him as a villain. It actually made a lot of sense. And I've always felt that William Dafoe needs to be green goblin Um, There was actually a a report that came out like around after the movie um, about how William Dafoe, if he was going to be in this movie, he didn't watch a little cameo. He wanted to actually have a part in the movie. And so it actually makes a lot of sense because William Dafoe just eats up the scene, like my favorite moment in the movie has to be when they're in the apartment and you find out when uh, Green Goblin's actually like been trying to create his own serum to make him even stronger. And the whole apartment just gets destroyed. And it was like leading up to Aunt May's death. But when he's fighting Green Goblin, he's punching him in the face. And every time he punches him, he just laughs and laughs and more sinister each time. That moment stuck with me so much because it really showed how insane the Goblin got at that point. And it made the movie pretty intense. It felt like a, a freaking thriller at that point. And I was like, all right, now like it was pretty dark I have to say like he was pretty sinister I love Willem Dafoe so
0: yeah and Electro in this definitely had an upgrade too uh even with his character personality I feel like they allowed Jamie Foxx to be more of Jamie Foxx in this movie so that was really great too oh yeah. yeah
1: Yeah, I just feel like everyone was just better written. Like I, I actually really liked Electro's like story where, you know, he was just like, I want the power, and it and it became, it wasn't necessarily because he wanted more electricity because you know he has electricity powers. It was kind of like the idea of like because of what he was before, and now he's like better looking, and he got his teeth fixed, and all this stuff, or whatever. It was it was more about his power in society because he, he says one line about how, like if he doesn't electricity powers, he's just going to be back as a nobody, which is weird because you're just gonna look like Jamie Foxx and you're a good looking actor. So whatever, but I'll buy it. And I, it was just like that whole ego thing that he has just kind of became with that. And I thought that was, uh, I thought that was really interesting. Um, what do you guys think about those, um, those lines of dialogue? where you kind of talk about how, these like, like uh, Electro, like in Spider-Man 2, like he just got like zapped. And then right after he got zapped, he's like, oh yeah, I was I was going to come back and fight Spider-Man and I'm just gone. I don't uh, know. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah,
2: I guess for them, it was pretty instantaneous from when we saw them last and when they weren't in this movie.
1: Yeah, it was, it was pretty... Because I was wondering how they were going to like do that, especially with like Doc Ock. I think that was something we all kind of wondered because... You know, he drowns in the water, put it in the river, you know. But yeah, I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, the timeline becomes a little bit messy because they're being pulled in right before they die. And then Toby and Andrew are clearly older. They're talking about what happened after deaths. And Doc Ock is saying you grew up. So it becomes a little messy on when everyone gets pulled in. But I think that when you're watching the movie, you really just don't care
1: yeah no 100 percent um i i also really like that this movie is a tom holland movie and not because it could have just been the other spider-mans and it could have just been fan service the whole time but i like how they're like really sticking to their guns and trying to make this tom holland movie and actually be the best one and have the most stakes and be the most emotional and actually feels like it ties up the, this whole little trilogy because That's something I was really worried about because I know a lot of people were going into this movie because Toby, the villains, Andrew Garfield, but I was really going into seeing how they could finish this arc with Tom Holland. And I thought they did it extremely well to the point where like the ending was so good and it was foreshadowed. And then I'm a person who could just see right through it. I think they did such an amazing job and I loved the ending. I I loved it. I loved it so much. And it was like a, a lot of maturity on his part. And like just the fact that like he's not gonna go talk to MJ or Ned and he puts his little note away and then he becomes Spider-Man. And it, it was it was done in a really like really well like well shot way too. Like it didn't have that cheesy kind of Marvel way of how they normally do scenes like this. It it felt like a very same Raimi kind of. Um, moment. I don't know, just the way it was presented, the music, the way it was shot. I really enjoyed it. And his his new suit, oh God, it's beautiful. <laughs> oh,
0: the homemade one.
1: Oh yeah, that his new one at the end of the movie. I loved it. I thought it was beautiful.
0: What do you guys think is going to happen in Spider Man Four going forward? What would you like to see happen, or what do you think is going to happen?
2: I have no idea, honestly. Like, I really had no idea what we were going to do next. Oh, I, I was just saying, too, the only thing that was kind of confusing about that is if no one knows who he is, does that mean everyone kind of just forgot the other movies, too? Uh, that, that was the only thing that was kind of confusing for me. Because, like, there were scenes where, like, I mean, yeah, like, they, they knew Peter for a while, so does Ned just not have any memories of all the times they hung out? Like, big blocks nope. of his memory is just gone? Like,
1: I don't know. They'll know who Spider-Man is, but they don't know who Peter is. They make that very distinct because they say it a lot. They say about Peter, but I think that's really interesting. So I actually really like that kind of storyline. It feels very comic booky too, like in the most comic, like the best comic book way possible, because now it it feels like for the future, he's got to kind of earn it a little bit more if he really wants to have MJ back. But maybe they just don't. Maybe he just, maybe they just won't do the whole love story again. I'm actually okay if they they don't. And maybe like in the fifth movie that he, that's his new struggle again, where he really wants MJ back or whatever. Like, because now like he has no reason to, like he chose to not go talk to her and try to get her back and be like, Hey, listen, this is all what's happened in the last 24 hours kind of deal. Because now he's full time superhero. Like there's even that shot that you see where he didn't graduate high school and you see his GED book I thought that was also a really nice subtle touch that they didn't explain to us as the audience like we kind of get it of where he's at right now. Um, I, I don't know I, I really, I really like that aspect that they do with it. Um, I think the next one is going to just be the whole Venom thing again, because it seems like every Spider-Man movie post-credit has always led into the next one in some way, except far from home. I think far from home, no one knew how that was going to play out just because of, you know, Endgame and Infinity War. But they 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 did the whole Venom thing. I think I think they're going to do it next time, probably.
0: I think that for <clears throat> number four, whenever that eventually comes, it's going to be Venom. I think that they're going to bring back Nick Fury and do something again with the uh, was it the scrolls is that what they're called yeah I think it's going to be something involved with that and definitely Venom they wouldn't have wasted you know having Venom be left on in Mexico moving so definitely going to be involved with that and I think that I think they're done with mary jane for right now i think that in the next movie you may see spider-man go to boston and you may see zendaya in a window doing something and he's checking in on her but i don't think that she's actually going to be involved in the movie like she was in this one because her career is going off too she has a whole bunch of stuff lined up you know schedules are going to get busy and i think that they're going to go back to a gwen stacy romantic relationship and i think that they're going to bring gwen stacy into the next one for peter there's always yeah, right. going to be some sort of romantic relationship. Also,
2: well, who I actually liked more than MJ anyway. So huh? Liz,
0: yeah. Speaking of Liz, they just like I don't even think they mentioned her in Far From Home, yeah, and yeah, they huh? definitely didn't mention her in this one. So maybe they bring back Liz.
1: I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I I feel that they're gonna do because it seems like that this these couple movies they try to be they're they're very faithful to the comics. It, it definitely seems like for sure. I mean, obviously they make changes along the way, but like the essence of like MJ or you know what makes Spider Man. So I I can see them actually doing the Gwen Stacy, Liz. I don't think so because she's too tied to Vulture, you know. So. I don't know. I didn't really like that character anyways. I know we're not really we don't really know a lot about her to begin with because she's not really extremely important, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know.
2: Let's uh let's get into the post credit scenes because we had two of them. Um, so I, I will admit the first one was cool, but it was kind of disappointing because I think it kind of implied that Venom is or, Venom will be, but Tom Hardy is not gonna be. In the MCU, you know, because he, like, he didn't even meet up with him, and that's what we saw at the end of Venom 2, so we'll get Venom, but probably not Tom Hardy and stuff, so that, that was a little disappointing, but it was still cool seeing him, though, and they were just, like, talking about Thanos and all that stuff, and he kind of gets zapped away.
0: Well, we've, yeah. we've talked about Tom Hardy and Venom before, how they kind of have made him, like, more of a hero than a villain, so... I think that it makes sense to have him come in, drop Venom, and then leave because they want him to be a hero in his own movies.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm, we'll see. Yeah, oh, yeah I uh,
1: good. I was going to say, I really didn't care for this post credit scene. I just thought it was really annoying, to be honest with you. Because they just – Marvel does this thing where they always have a character who just spews the same thing over and over again for, like, everybody about, oh, this – oh, is this guy – like, that's the running joke that they do when a character is trying to explain all these events that happen with, like, Thanos and Thinney Stones and stuff. And, like, just – it was just so annoying. I was just like, okay, like, we get it. We've we've done this a hundred times already. Like, I was – it just seems like that they just – I already did this the last time. We're like, oh, who's that Spider-Man guy and stuff? And then, then he just disappears. I was like, okay, like, I didn't need to stick around for that. It was just there just so Venom could drop a little bit of Venom at the end and people could go, whoa! Like, that's literally, that's all it was. I I thought it was pretty stupid. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I thought it was really dumb. Um, but then the next one, the Doctor Strange trailer, yeah, that looked pretty good.
2: Yeah, I didn't expect. I don't remember them ever really doing that, like having a whole ass trailer at the end. Because I was even thinking too. I was like, because Doctor Strange comes out in May. I was like, when are we gonna get that trailer? I didn't expect it to be in the movie, but it looks great. But I'll tell you this: when it showed, um, evil Strange from What If out loud in the theater, it allowed shit. I literally was like, no fucking way, like, because I, I, they were talking about putting What If into the main timeline. I didn't think they would do that for like a while. But less than a year later, they're doing it. I'm like, so I, I already putting what if? it. And I was like, I bet I was shook. I was fine. Doctor Strange might be my most anticipated movie of the year now because of that.
1: See, this is why I can't stand how Marvel does things. Because once they said it, I was like, okay, it's going to be one of the next movies. Because they just keep doing this. they like, oh, man, like, what if it's going to tie in? And then I kept thinking, I'm like, I mean, I was shocked to see this version of Doctor Strange. I I mean, I did the same thing as you did. I was like, oh, shit. But it kind of made sense when you're watching What If, and a lot of the episodes aren't like that amazing, I'm going to be honest with you, but that Doctor Strange episode is clearly the best written out of all them, is clearly the best episode by a long shot, and he seems like they made this character like really important have a whole backstory and shit rather than the other characters that are just like a, a weirder version. Like, even like the, 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 the trial of Star-Lord was like the most well-written version because they were going to do a show out of that. So it kind of makes sense. But again, they keep doing this. Like, like, just stop announcing shit. Like, stop being like, oh, it's going to be connected to the MCU because you know it's just going to show up at some point. And I knew it was going to be one of the movies next year. And I had a yeah. feeling, but I don't
2: know. I didn't see it coming. I thought they were going to wait years to do it, but literally less than a year later, they're doing it. So I, I, maybe you're just too smart, Brad. Like, I, I didn't see it. I
1: didn't see it coming. I just kind of noticed the trend. And for me, I'm not even – I want to let all our viewers know that. I'm not trying to go out of my way for any of this. I actively avoid trailers, so and I don't even read plot descriptions. Even for, like, older movies, I don't want to know a goddamn thing. Even like West Side Story, I didn't want to know anything. So I watched the original. So I just kind of get annoyed when I can just figure it out where they just were just like, because in my head, I think from a marketing standpoint, it's like, okay, we want people to watch What If? So we're just going to say this because the MCU fans are going to go out of their way to watch it. And so then they watch it and then they see the evil Doctor Strange. And then if people don't know what it is and people talk about on the internet, people are going to go back and watch all of What If? You know, because like what if definitely feels like the the outlier of all the shows because it is animated. It's kind of its own little thing. And I think people just like don't really care because it's not live action. And so now that you say this, people are like, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to go watch it. You know, um, it's awesome. Don't get me wrong, because it isn't like the last like it felt like the last like 10 seconds of the trailer. So that was pretty cool. But I don't know. No more trailers for me. I'm done. I'm so excited. I
2: just so, to uh, say
1: too. Sorry, go. No, no, you go. You go.
2: Well, I just wanted to say real quick, too. Like, this movie, I thought, really was something special. Because, like, even when I was a kid, I remember I was always thinking, I was like, it would be so cool if they made a movie where they combined a bunch of unconnected movies all into one. I never thought that that would ever happen, ever. And... It took a while, but they actually did it with Spider-Man. And it was fucking amazing. Like, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Like, when I showed the three of them fighting together and whatnot, I couldn't believe I was, you know, I'm actually watching this movie. This movie exists in the same universe that I exist in. Like, I, I was shook. So this movie was something truly special, I thought. Something very unique. I think we're going to see more of this kind of stuff in the future. Like, we're going to see other studios making unconnected movies connected. Like, this is going to be, like, a, another big thing. Like, and, the MCU has really changed movies for the better. Like they've changed. Like now, everyone wants to do what the MCU is doing, and this is going to do the same thing. And I actually now have because I updated my ranking. I have no way home ranked as my third favorite MCU movie, only behind Infinity War and Endgame. So I absolutely loved it, and it was it exceeded the hype for me, and I was already super hyped.
0: The uh, the only reason I can't rank it that high yet is because <clears throat> I, I need a little bit of time just to make sure. So I need to watch it more. And I need to kind of like marinate on it to make sure it does deserve the ranking wherever I put it.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I think the hype for this movie is just off the charts. And I think that, I think a lot like, because I do think this movie is quite incredible, but I think like some of it is more of like the fan service and like, obviously the story is great and all this stuff. But I think it's like seeing something we haven't seen before so I I have been kind of in the same boat as you like when I, I didn't even want to do a review right away I really just did it because I was just I had so much to talk about and that's why I did this long ass video that I would I never do. So it's kind of like a movie that I think people like even endgame we kind of need to sit on that for a while because now they're like random people that say endgame sucks so you know you know we're gonna we're gonna get that at some point with this movie. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to say this like for the future because I know you just brought up about MCU movies have changed cinema for the better. I disagree, but I think that should be its own topic because I love the MCU, but I disagree on that. I think, it's, I think it's definitely made comic book fans. It's honestly unbearable and it's honestly made it to the point where I... This movie I was hyped for but people were literally spoiling everything to the point where like nothing really became shocking to me at that point. And I, that's the only big disappointment, I feel like if I didn't know anything, I would lose my freaking mind, but people just were just nonstop. Like I get people want to theorize and like, we did that for a while, but then when you're trying to leak shit and you're trying to get photos, like you work for the fucking daily bugle, like you, I, ha- I think I have a problem with that. Um, I know this is my own personal problem. I know not everyone has experienced this, but I just, uh, I just kind of hate it.
2: <laughs> I think definitely would be an interesting topic for another one.
0: Well, before we round out, let's give like our last-minute um, opinions on the movie. Anything else that we want to throw against the wall about it?
1: Okay. Uh, I'll go first. Um, yeah, I as much as you guys, I really love this movie. Um, I tried to be objective as I possibly could in my spoiler review. I've had as a 9, but it can easily go to a 10. Um, I definitely do love this movie. Even though I've been some negative about certain aspects of it, I do genuinely enjoy this movie. And I just feel like this definitely has a lot of more emotional stakes. Um, I, I just wish that we got more movies like this. That have that stakes to it, um, yeah. This is gonna be a movie that people are going to love for a long time, and I'm just happy to get it. And so, yeah, nine or a ten out of ten for me. And you guys, you guys know I'm harsh in my ratings, so that, that's saying a lot. <laughs> well,
2: for me, it's definitely an A plus. Um, like I said, I, I I'm pretty quick on things. Like I, you guys say you need to <laughs> marinate it. I don't agree. I'm a little bit more like, you know, right away, I don't really need to process it. Like, I kind of just look at it objectively. I compare things. I'm able to, in my opinion, like, rarely changes. So, for me, I'm able to confidently say that this is my third favorite MCU movie. I'm surprised it ranks so high. But, like, because I was hyped, like, I was worried going into it that it might be disappointing. And it exceeded the hype. And it was already one of my most anticipated movies of all time. So, yeah, I felt it was something special, something unique. It it exceeded the hype my second best theater experience of all time next to Endgame game now. So you know, it was everything I wanted it to be and more.
0: Yeah, this movie was great. Uh, I have seen and heard people saying that out of the MCU Spider-Man, this is the best. And part of me wants to say yes. It's definitely better than far from home, but homecoming is still, I got to think about it because I really like homecoming and like that innocence of peter and stuff but in this one he doesn't have that innocence anymore it seems like and he really is becoming his own person so i don't know i gotta i gotta tackle that one that that will you know that will come with time but i definitely didn't expect it to be as emotional and there's just multiple times in this movie that i'm never gonna forget watching it for the first time
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I actually because I because I rewatched all these movies. uh, This definitely is much better than Homecoming and Far From Home. I think just there's a lot more emotional stakes to it. The writing's better. It's it's shot a lot better. Uh, I just felt like those ones are pretty good, but they definitely are lacking in a lot of areas. And they're lacking a lot of like the grit and the intensity. It definitely feels like you know, they're, they're different styles, you know, and they're definitely made for a younger audience for sure than the other Spider-Man movies. Um, and I feel like this one had a mix of all, all of it, all the best aspects of every single Spider-Man movie we've gotten. And that's why I, 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 I don't I think into the Spider-Verse is better, but I think they're like right on the same level to me. Like they could, they could probably flip flop, but I've seen Into the spider-verse like four times. <laughs> I really love that movie. I think it's a top film of the decade so it's also kind of hard to beat but
0: what's um, your movie so
1: recommendation my movie recommendation i'm gonna go with uh, i forgot what it's called let me hold up it's a guy Ritchie movie and i haven't seen it but people always talk about it
0: lock sock and two smoking barrels
1: yeah that's the one uh <laughs> i'm actually gonna i'm gonna recommend that movie i haven't seen it but because it came out before Snatch, right? And a lot of people have said that Snatch is kind of like a precursor to or is the aftercursor, whatever you call it, to that movie and that they're very similar in tone and style and Guy Ritchie has a new movie coming out in March and after I watched Snatch, I was like, damn, this movie is really fucking good. Like I've seen a couple of Guy Ritchie, but um this is a movie I actively want to go on my way to watch cuz people said it's so good. Um I don't know if you guys have seen it, but what's it called? lost stock, stock
0: and two smoking barrels.
1: Yeah,
2: I haven't even heard of that.
0: It's got Robert Downey Jr. in it.
1: Okay Yes, yeah, so that that's my recommendation because I kind of I kind of want to watch that pretty soon.
0: All right, so that's the movie recommendation for this week from Brad. Uh, this was our thoughts on Spider-Man No Way Home. It, it's rare that we all love a movie and it's really great when we can all get together. And just kind of, you know, applaud a movie that we all enjoy because with three different big personalities, we're all going to have different opinions. But the same opinion of loving this movie seems to be in the air for this one, for this episode. So that's great. Um, Guys, I really enjoyed talking Spider-Man with you. I've been holding it in because I am not going to do a review of it. So I've been holding in all my thoughts waiting for this. But you can see me on YouTube under Pierce Productions. Brad, where can we find you?
1: You can find me at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Let's Be Real with Brad.
2: Yeah, you can find me on YouTube at Jarotalk Cinema. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram as Jarotalk Cinema. And you can find me on Twitter at YouShotMyDeer.
0: All right. Until then, I will see you guys next time. Later.